Ox and Hare presents, in association with True Story FM, the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. Today's adventure, Heart Like a Stone. A whole lot has happened, so let me catch you up. Madame Egalite, Saffron, and I managed to track down and rescue her wife, Zinnia, also known as Madame Liberté, with the help of a smuggler named Genevieve de Guerre. We had to make some sketchy deals to make that happen, but it was worth it, because we're all together again. We also had to fight off a crazy Australian soldier of fortune named Major Ocker, who had a whole army at his command. We got away, but he's the kind of guy who'd hold a grudge. We only escaped because Saffron convinced one of their old foes, Herr Haig, to pick us up in his airship. It was there, on top of his dirigible, under a crescent moon that we learned that Genevieve wasn't who she said she was, but was instead one of the six, a super-secret cabal of rich people responsible for the corrupt regime that's taken over nearly all of Europe. That's where our story picks up, in the sky, swords at the ready, finally putting a face to a known evil. All right, Genevieve, or Gertrude, or whatever you're calling yourself now. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't just push you off the edge. Yeah! Let's see if all that money gives you a soft landing. Oh, please. You three are way too goody-goody for anything like that. Besides, you're forgetting one thing. And what is that? It's because of me that you aren't a prisoner anymore. You owe me. You mean the deal I made with Genevieve? As far as I'm concerned, it died when she disappeared. What is this deal? In order to get her to help us sneak into Major Ocker's fortress, Egalite agreed to let Genevieve smuggle goods into Massalia. Desperate times. Call for desperate measures. I agree. And I wanted to see just how far you'd go to accomplish your goals. Because I'm about to ask you to go farther. What in this wide, wild world makes you think we would go along with one of the six? The six, of course. How menacing, yet vague. You really know nothing about us. Then feel free to enlighten us. My five brothers and sisters agree on very little. You think of us as this mysterious force, pulling strings from the shadows, working with one goal, a single focus... In point of fact, most of our time is spent fighting with the other five. Why? Because it's what Daddy taught us. Only the strongest survive. Or the smartest. Or the fastest. And you can't prove yourself until you've measured yourself up against the best. So we lie, cheat, steal from each other. Your brother Virgil has a whole fighting force at his disposal. A force which includes the Red Rep Scallion and Equity Electric. Exactly. That'd be enough to take out all of you twice over. But that'd be against the rules. Rules of what? The great game. We are allowed to maneuver against each other, but only through agents, our proxies, and never to death. If anyone broke the rules, they'd still have the other four to contend with. And this is where we come in. Exactly. Exactly. 
I want to employ you as my proxies. We are not for sale. I'd never do anything as crass as write you a check. But I do have something for you. I'm going to reach inside my coat now. Nobody stab me. Agreed? Now I'm going to hand it to your assistant. Hey, I'm not an assistant! Fine, your lady-in-waiting. Whatever. Just be a good girl and show this to your betters. What is it? It's a deed. Congrats! No more mortgage payments. Wait, you know where our base of operations is? Not exactly. But Virgil did have it narrowed down to a vague region, so I bought it all. You bought the neighborhood? I did! But I don't want it. Even capital adjacent, it's not really worth anything. Hey. I mean to the market. But it stopped him, any of them really, from doing the same and making you move to a new location. All the documents are there. You own all of it, free and clear. Egalité? Yes. Uh, They all look legitimate and original. Slumlords or communists, I don't really care. But I hope it shows you that I'm serious about this. A moment to confer, please. What do you two think? Ah, distrust it, but it does give us a tactical advantage. The enemy of my enemy, no? And while we're stopping him, we're learning about how she operates. That's just what I was thinking. If she's not the next big fight, she's definitely on deck. The deck of what? Uh, It's a baseball thing. Never mind. Let's give her the good news. All right, Miss Walcott. We're going to give this a try. Splendid. And it's Gertrude. Why stand on formality? Why indeed. Fraternité, please find Herr Haig and tell him to make all speed to Massalia. Home at last. Actually, you're going to have to belay that. Why? We've got a stop to make first. My brother is building up his forces. My intelligence reports he's on the verge of assembling an army that doesn't need to eat, sleep, or even breathe. Does that sound like the sort of thing we should allow to occur? (sighs) No, Gertrude. I don't suppose it does. Do you have any more information than that? One small piece. A name. Dudley Adair. An American scientist. He's got a small lab in the Gare d'Orsay. I'm sure you'll be happy to introduce us, yes? Oh, darling, no. You'll be dropping me off somewhere boring. I can't afford to be seen in the company of troublemakers, especially not one so recently indisposed by a family member. It'll give you lots of time to figure out where precisely in my back you wish to put the knife. Touché, Gertrude. Now then, girl, go tell the erstwhile captain of this gas bag to make haste to the City of Lights. Now what the gosh darn heck are you doing over there? Listen up, little remainder. All your friends are lined up in nice friendly columns while you're by your lonesome. Don't you think it'd be easier if you just became divisible? I'd even nominate you for Denominator of the Year. What do you say? Who are you talking to? Well, yeah, a pretty lady in a mask? Am I about to get robbed? Because I ain't got much. I only ask you to let me keep my belt buckle. Not because it's worth anything. It's tin, not silver. More because it's special to me. And also it's keeping my pants up. 
We're not here to rob you. I'm Mademoiselle Fraternité, and this is Liberté and Egalité. Uh, charmed. Confused, but still charmed. We're here to help. I thought you were alone, but then I heard you talking to someone. That? Oh, twarn't nothing. <laughs> I was just talking to my math. Your math? Yeah, figures can be like horses. Sometimes they line up all nice and neat, following the road, as it were. But sometimes they get spooked and they can run wild. And you gotta talk soft and get them back where they need to be. You get me? I guess so. Are you Dudley Adair? That's a name my mama gave me. This is going to sound odd, but we're here to stop an evil millionaire from creating an unstoppable army that doesn't need to eat, sleep, or breathe. Know anything about that? What the Sam Hill are you talking about, millionaires? Armies? I'm a geological scientist. I don't know nothing about any of that. Sorry. No, it's fine. Totally fine. So shut up. No, no, I didn't mean that. It's all, um, we're good. Ah, uh, yes. I see. Allow me to step in here. Could you tell me a bit more about your work while my friends talk? Goldie, what happened there? You were doing fine. I know, I just got a little flustered. Because you think he is cute. What? Him? I don't even... Uh, I can't... Uh, him? What? <laughs> I must admit, he has a bit of that uh, farm boy charm. Maybe a little, but that wasn't it. I've always had a thing for smart guys, but it's weird. In affairs of the heart, who is to say what is weird, yes? But mostly what I date are dumb, pretty boys. That way, I'm always smarter. But I meet a cute guy who's smart, and I go, whoa, and then, yeah, and then, no, then, get away! Then I get mad at them for me liking them. It's a mess. Yes, that is weird. Sometimes, just because the heart wants what it wants doesn't mean the head stays silent on the matter. Just try to avoid striking him until we figure out what is what. Agreed? Of course. I'll do my best. Ladies, Dudley here has just been telling me about his research. It seems he's found a way to make rocks malleable, but still retain their structural integrity. Simplified, but accurate. You catch on quick. That explains your pal friend over here. Oh, yeah. That's a statue of Julius Caesar. But not a particularly good one, if you don't mind my honesty. Oh, so... Well, just look at him. Clearly, this was done in the last 50 years in an attempt to recreate the geometric period, but it's got plum obvious Hellenistic features. Just look at that brow. You know about sculpture, too? You jerk. What? It's nothing. And you work up here all alone? Only lately, since Peter's been so scarce. Peter? Oh, yeah. He's my business partner. He's the one who saw the, uh, what you call it, uh, the potential financial windfall for my invention. I don't get it. I've, I've just been trying to help folks with rock slides. And Peter's not been around much lately? No, he got himself a filly and he's been promenading. Wow. The what now? Peter has a new lady love and they've been seeing the sights around the city. You understood all that? I speak the language of love. <laughs> that you do, my dearest. And ever since they met, he's been, um, different. Different how? More, uh, intense, I guess. Uh, before, it was just a lark, but now he's always wanting updates, progress reports, and it's never fast enough. Plus, he's been buying fancy stuff for him and her. I really don't know what's changed. Dennis seems so nice. Oh, 
I'm I'm sorry. I thought you said he was stepping out with a lady. He is. Oh, I see the problem. Danny is short for Danielle. Oh, dear. There a problem? It wouldn't be Danielle de Panure, would it? Hey, that's right. You know her? All too well. I'm a couple steps behind here. Danielle de Panure is also known as Lady Linear, expert in robotics and automata. And lately in the employ of the Six. The Six what? The picture is starting to get clearer. Dudley, can you give us a crash course on how your invention works? Wow, you're sounding just like Peter. I had been using a gel, but he said it'd be much easier in an aerosol form. That's what I'm working on right now. I call it the Paganip. It's a Shoshone word for the cloud that forms when it's super cold but super humid. Informative. You just spray that and rock turns into putty? No, that's what's so nifty. It gets malleable, but it's still strong like rock. And it stays that way until you hit it with the regent. And how close are you to finishing this device? Well, gosh golly, I just finished. I was about to take it for a test ride. I'll take that. Peter! Ah, the man behind the money. We've heard a lot about you. Whatever Danielle has told you is a lie. On the contrary, she's been quite honest with me. Forthcoming, even. And the people she's introduced me to. Wealthy, powerful connected. I'm on the fast track to the big time. I just need to deliver. Deliver what exactly? A way to make soft stones? Oh, ye of little perspective. That's only half the puzzle. The other comes from my dear Danielle. Let me show you on our Roman friend here. Don't do anything you're going to regret. I'm way too smart for regret. Just a liberal dose of the paganip and a little device from Danielle. And voila, a perfect soldier. One who doesn't need to eat, drink, or sleep. Precisely. Oh, Julius. <sighs> hey, what's going on around here? Those ladies said that the Romans were a bunch of toga-wearing fools, no smarter than the Picts. They what? You gonna let them get away with that? Not a chance. I'm gonna lay you out, the capiche? <laughs> Goodbye, interlopers. I have a lady waiting for a special delivery, and I don't want to be late. Who's gonna be first? I'm open to any ideas. Unfortunately, I don't think swords will make the cut, as they say. Dudley, what do you think? How could he do that? We're buddies. Dudley, focus. A poorly made statue is about to make a mess of us. Hey, come on. You don't gotta be mean. The regent is all in the sprayer. Which Peter took. Terrific. But I reckon I have something that might help. I'm gonna need a minute. Come on, ladies. Let's buy him some time. Hey, Caesar, bet you can't get me. Stop moving so fast. Caesar couldn't stop Brutus and can't catch us. That's not nice. I'm gonna smash your face for that. Hey, Caesar. Um, your hat is stupid. Hey, I under this laurel. Your hat is stupid. Really? I was trying to come up with something about a Caesar salad, but I couldn't make it work in time. Found him. Hey, ladies, coming at you. 
Hammers. Big ones, too. Time to make gravel out of this, Roman. Oof. Oh. Hey, that is smart. Take this. Girls, we're not doing enough damage. We're going to get tired way before Julius does. And all he needs is one lucky swing. But maybe... Hey, Dudley. Yes, ma'am. What's under us? Nothing. Just old train tracks. Why? You with me, ladies? Lead on. Surround him. I'm a grab you. No, you. Uh, maybe I'm a grab you first. Yoo-hoo. Hey? Huh? I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. Now. Vini. Vidi. Vici. Hoo-wee. Now that was something. No time to lose. Your pit is on his way and we need to stop him. Any idea where he would have gone? Well, I don't know, but he's not much of an athlete. If he was to go anywhere, it wouldn't be on foot, that's for darn sure. I can't see much out the window. Wait, some movement across the river, near the park. La vache! What's wrong? That's the Tuileries Garden. Oh no. What's the big deal? It's not just a park, it's a statuary. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. We must go. Tout de suite. Good luck. Uh-uh, cowboy, you're coming with us. In that case, yeehaw! I thought you might say that. I don't see what the big deal is. What do you mean? So this guy, Peter, is using Dudley's formula and Lady Linear's technology to bring statues to life. That sounds more mildly inconvenient than terrifying. I mean, what are a bunch of cupids and gargoyles going to do? You are thinking too small. Around Paris alone, you'll find statues of mythological creatures, warriors from history, even famous generals. I'm not sure how exactly her process works, but... The idea of Napoleon leading a regiment of minotaurs across a field of battle is not one I can easily dismiss. Not to mention they don't stop to sleep, eat. I expect that even large bodies of water would only mildly inconvenience them. Good gosh almighty. I never even nightmared up such a thing when I was working on it. Reckon this is all my fault. Oh, don't blame yourself, you jerk. Uh, what? You had noble intentions. You had no idea what they were planning. Plus, it's Lady Linear's doodad that makes things turn bad. So don't worry that beautiful, sculpted jawline of yours. What was that last part? You are. Shut up. This is all well and good. But how do we go about finding him? There's a lot of park and only a few of us. I have an idea. What's that? We should ask that stone man who's wandering down the street like someone just stole his bicycle. Is that a weapon in his hand? Not exactly. I think that's a caduceus. Excuse me, sir. Echoes qui for a battle. No, it's adeptoium. What is happening? Everyone, this is Mercury, and someone stole his horse. His horse? But that would be... <laughs> Pegasus. You're too late, fools. I am no longer bound to the ground. Soon the world will tremble before Pete the Plasterer of Paris. <laughs> He's getting away. 
Not if I have anything to say about it. A rope? A lasso. I never leave Oklahoma without it. Now to snare that bronco. Got her. Now hold on, everyone. Whoa, girl. We're above the city. Don't let go. Also, looking down is not a good idea. It's working. We're getting lower. We're going to crash into that gate thing. That's no gate. It's the Arc de Triomphe. Brace yourselves. You broke my flying horse. Give us a moment and we will break more than that. Pete, you're trapped up here with us. There's no place to run. Give us the paganip and let this all end. Never. With it, I'll have everything I ever wanted. Fame, money, a beautiful woman, and a quiet cottage in the south of France with a lovely path running up the middle of the yard and artful topiaries all over the lawn. Your dreams are oddly specific. Monsieur, if you will not be swayed by words, then I must point out that we three are also carrying very sharp swords. Comprenez-vous? I may be outnumbered, but I'm not without tricks. Pete, don't! I don't know who this statue is, but she's in a horse-drawn carriage and flanked by angels. So I'm guessing she'll be more than a match for you. What is this? Who is she? Athena? Artemis? Oh man, it's not Hera, is it? Give me a second. Top of the arc. Think, think. Oh, égalité. Have you forgotten already? Oh... Oh, of course. Then that means... I believe it does. Does what? How bad of a fight are we in for? (sighs) Your Highness, Your Majesty, whatever. Those women are trying to kill me. I ask you to smite them with your divine powers. Pretty please. Is this true? You're putting your swords away? And now you're bowing? As should you. Don't worry, Zinnia's got this. Great and wondrous Pex, we are your humble servants. I fear you have been misled. This man is in the service of one of the great war makers of our time. You claim devotion, yet you carry weapons of war. To defend ourselves and those who cannot defend themselves. The makers of war wish us nothing but ill, and while harmony is our goal, we are not so naive as to think it will come without struggle. And you, sir, what do you have to say for yourself? I mean, what is a war maker anyway? Just someone who wants to defend what they have, protect the people who deserve protection, defeat the enemy such that they can't make war themselves? That's the dream, right? Total war leads to total victory with all the spoils that come along with it. Surely you, as a god, can understand that. Poor, foolish child. Some things are beyond even the powers of the gods. Let me speak to you a moment. And now she's whispering in his ear. I'm lost. Did you say Pex? I don't know who that is. Some ancient pagan god? No, Goldie. Pex is French for peace. She is not a goddess. She is peace herself. Oh, wow. And she speaks English. What are you talking about? She spoke perfect French. No, she was speaking Greek, like a poet. 
uh, ladies, she's coming back and Peter's with her, and he's crying? Dudley, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so wrong about everything. I'm sorry I hurt you. Can you ever forgive me? Well, sure I can. If and you'd hand over my invention, please and thank you. Of course! And thank you! Thank all of you! I apologize for any hardship I've caused you. This is unexpected. What did she say to you? She... she told me... My words were for him and him alone, Marigold. You... you know me? Of course. I know the names of all who love me. Zinnia, Saffron, you've done well for yourselves. And I know you struggle and you try, and for that, I bow to you. You honor us, Vex. And now I take my leave. It seems this world requires my presence. Shouldn't we, you know, hit her with the antidote? I don't think so. If you ask me, this world could use a little more peace. In that case... Oh, Dudley, you broke your invention. I did. If this can be used for evil, then no one should have it. I'd rather smash it than know it was used to hurt someone. That's so noble, you idiot. Uh, Miss Goldie? I I was wondering something. What? Uh, Would you be interested in taking a moonlit stroll with me along the banks of the Seine? If you can restrain yourself from hitting me or calling me names, that is. I... I think I can do that, yes. Unless we have to get going. I think we can spare the time. Besides, if that clock is to be believed, we should be just in time to get the freshest of bread from au grand richelieu boulangerie. Oh, that would be heavenly. Zinnia, my love, you always know the perfect treat for me. Ah, Saffron, I can do no less, as you are my perfect treat. Goodness gracious, it's getting pretty lovey-dovey in here. (laughs) It is Barry. How could it be anything else? Love and peace and full bloom. Quite a way to greet the dawn. I admit, that was a weird time. But hey, I finally got to see Paris and even had some time for romance. Dudley swore to bury the formula and never let anyone get access to it. Sadly, he went back to Oklahoma, but he still writes, and he invited me to visit his ranch slash laboratory should I ever visit. And maybe I will, someday. But for now, my place is with the Swashbuckling Ladies' Debate Society back in the seaside city of Massalia. But unfortunately, our trip back still had a few stops along the way. Season 2, Episode 2, Heart Like a Stone, was written, directed, and edited by Kyle Olson. Our producer and sound designer is that statue-worthy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Our talent wrangler is that work of art known as Brooke Unverfirth. Starring Amy Shaw as Zinnia, Anastasia Plum as Saffron, Kara Gallo as Goldie, Emily Dawn Mahoney as Gertrude, Devin Mahan as Pete, Amy Carpenter as Pax, and Justin Kent as Dudley. Our theme song is written and performed by Headley Knights, and our interstitial music is Intended Force by Kevin McLeod. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at oxandhair so you won't miss the next thrilling adventure. The Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society is an Ox and Hair media production. 
Old format, new ideas.